0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. And I am solo this week. Uh, No Derek, no Maddie. Uh, So I took the time to catch up with Tony Payne, and press into an article that he wrote uh, from on The Painful Truth, when ministry doesn't work. And so uh, let's have a listen to my discussion with Tony Payne. So Tony, give us a bit more context around this episode. Well, we're here talking about what, ha- what happens when ministry
1: doesn't work. And it came out of an article I recently wrote, I've been writing about On The Painful Truth, a short plug there. I've been writing about the basics of ministry, word and prayer, um, and someone helpfully wrote back in. A great guy, a friend of mine, wrote in and said, "That's great. I agree. Word and prayer is all that ministry is. But what happens when it doesn't work? Like you do, you feel like you're doing that, faithfully, but nothing much is happening, and there's no people can, being converted, and, and things feel stagnant. What then? And so I decided I'd write a, a little short response. What happens when ministry doesn't work? And in one sense. Um, this requires a book to answer. Um, and I can say that I've tried, like the Trellis and the Vine and the Vine Project in many ways.
0: <laughs> and a whole bunch of other resources. No, no, and, that's right. And you've, you've done consulting, you've got a church put on uh, workshops. Exactly. There's a, there's, it's a very, very,
1: very big question. How do we But think even about then, after all that, what happens if it still doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> and so I tried to distill it down into six little points as to you could, we could think through about how would I think about it when our ministry isn't working.
0: Now, I do want to push in, I yep. want to spend most of our time talking about culture. But what what do you mean? You know, what do you mean by not working? You know, how do we how do we assess that something's not working? What's the big sort of outcome that we're looking
1: for? Yeah, that's a really good question because you want to be careful, don't you, that you don't have too simplistic a view of what not working means. You don't just want to give the sort of pure pragmatist kind of answer that not working equals budget equals not enough, or people, not enough. Mm. Um, You've got to think theologically about what not working means for you. Obviously, not working would mean we're not seeing people converted, uh, not seeing the gospel bear fruit in people's lives, not seeing the gospel grow. I think that's what I'd Mm. say by not working. The gospel is a growing thing. It has a dynamism to it. And where it's present, and God is working through it by his spirit, there's growth. People are converted. People grow in spiritual maturity. If you don't see that, you think something's not happening that I feel should be happening?
0: Yeah, I love how you say, "Beware of the silver bullet." You know, from the you know from the silver bullet guys, I'm not I'm not you know <laughs> from the Vine Project guys. <laughs> there's no silver bullet, which is great. Again, if you do dig in and actually read the Trellis and Vine and the Vine Project, they will say repeatedly there is no silver bullet. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's the work of the word and prayer and seeing the Holy Spirit, uh, and it takes
1: time. Us. And and what I was particularly saying in, you know, in answering his question, the fir- that's the first thing I said. And especially I was thinking we just flip to monocausal causal um, explanations of things so easily uh, that if we only change this one thing, the one thing would be a good name for a podcast. Wouldn't it? But if you just <laughs> change this one thing, then you'll be right. You know, this here's your answer. And it's almost never that simple. It's it's almost never one thing. It's almost always. Everything.
0: Yeah, which is which is helpful. You know, at Reach Australia. We've been really trying to get that concept of e- you know church being an ecosystem, and yeah. there being a, you know multiple entry points and multiple points you need to be working on in ministry.
1: Yeah, I've I've used the language of culture, and it's very simple. Uh, it's very similar. Mm. That that a church is a whole complex web of, of of structures and practices and people and habits and traditions and ministries and. And, and language and mm. all these sort of work together for good or ill. They reinforce each other and shifting that culture or changing the whole system requires real time and effort and thought. Um, and sometimes it's not working uh, because over time that culture has shifted and, and moved in a particular direction uh, in an unhealthy or unhelpful direction.
0: Uh, you speak, uh, speak in the article which we'll provide in the show notes of, of combining theological insight, teaching ability, godly character and competence, you know, you want to see all of those, and you see those in the, you know, you, you say you see that we see those in the pastoral epistles, we see those uh, in sort of characteristics of an elder and, and a deacon. Um, I want to push you. how how do you grow in that? You know, how does a leader, and how does a leadership team grow in that? It seems to me when when you're thinking about
1: what's happening here in our church and what's wrong and how can we shift and how can we change, I think God gives us three gifts. Um, he gives us his word, he gives us his spirit, and he gives us each other. And we're particularly, I think, talking about that third one. When it comes to thinking through how do, how do I grow myself as a pastor in leading my church to be more healthy to be to grow, to for things to work, if I can put it in inverted commas, um, we're going to have to think about... A word ministry we'll come back and talk about that we have to think about prayer we should talk about that but we're going to have to think about ourselves um, and not only our own repentance and our own heart but our own abilities our own competence and looking for help in that looking for others who've had experience and wisdom and who can grow us in the ability to pull things together who can help us be reflective about ourselves and our weaknesses and and how we might be inhibiting growth Uh, and who can provide models uh, and examples and case studies um, and new skills and new knowledge to improve in the way you're leading that change. I mean, that's where this whole thing of leadership development comes from. You know, I think for many of us, um I almost wrote a another blog post, in fact I've got it on my list, called Who Needs Leadership Development? Um, which is kind of I think expresses the, the ambiguity answers everyone, isn't it? Yeah, or- that's right. It's kind of it's, it expresses the ambiguity of how many of us feel about it. Oh, leadership development, oh here we go. Here's another kind of rev up to kind of yep. I don't have time for that or that's- Yeah, yeah. Who needs it? But who needs it? We we need it because we all fail and we're all inadequate as leaders. And God has given us each other um, to help each other, to develop each other, to push each other, to learn from each other. Um, and in many ways, that's what a good leadership development program is. It's it's an opportunity for me to learn about myself and about the work I'm doing by talking with others and learning from them in the context of the word. Um, and I think, I mean, you're you're pushing into that in... Reach Australia. I mean, that's what Reach Australia is essentially seeking to do. It seems to me, develop a leadership development program like that.
0: Mm. Yeah, one that gets you to take a a good, hard look at yourself as a leader, but in the context of peers, in the context of thinking about it in your church and with your church leadership as well. I think, I think that's the helpful push as well in this. Um, You know, a a ministry leader needs to open themselves up to you know feedback Mm. and uh, yeah, criticism is not the not the right word, but I think you know that honest you know, honest thinking and talking amongst their team.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and two of the things I think we need to assess, and this is kind of the two other key points in that little article, were that we, we can sometimes think, look, it's the word and prayer. Those are the two key things that we should be doing in ministry. I'm doing that. I'm doing that, right? And it doesn't seem to be working. But we, we need to push into what does it mean to say we're doing the word? What is actually, what is our word ministry like? Um, is is our word ministry really just we say we preach a good sermon every Sunday and we have some Bible study groups and so we, we're doing word ministry. How effective is that word ministry and how much is is the word ministry reverberating around into all the different parts of the culture or the ecosystem or the or the community that we are? It seems to me that the picture of word ministry in a congregation in the New Testament is very rich, mm. um, as it says in Colossians: "Let the word dwell among you richly." Um, And the impact of that is that we teach and admonish each other, that there's all kinds of speaking the truth in love as each part does its work in Ephesians 4, so that the whole body builds itself up. Um, In other words, if the extent of your word ministry is we preach a good sermon on Sundays, well, that's great. That's the foundation and the Mm. flagship. But it's, it's a matter of also thinking through, is the word penetrating down and is an effective word ministry spreading and reverberating out, in all different aspects of the community, uh, the Christian community. And that will only be happening really if we're intentionally thinking about how that's going to grow, how we're going to train for it, how we're going to mobilise people for it, how we're going to spread that culture. Uh, And so to say, yeah, we're doing the word, but it's not working, sometimes I want people to examine, uh, are we really doing what we can or should be doing in the word? And is the word reverberating out uh, in ministry throughout the whole ecosystem so it's not that we've tried
0: doing the word ministry and it doesn't work sometimes we haven't tried it enough I've asked you this a few times before you know what's the you know what's the dashboard for the Sunday gathering? I think you came back and said well if people hang around for 45 minutes you know something must be going all right uh, but that could be because, you know, there's a long coffee line or, you know, there's really good food. It might, not have, it might not have much to do with the fact that people are speaking the truth in love to each other after the service. But, but that is a, it is a, you know, it's a really useful test to sort of say, yeah, people are actually sticking around. They're, they're enjoying the community life here and they're wanting to keep those conversations rolling on afterwards. But how do we assess our, our Sunday gatherings and how, how they're going to actually, um, you know, effectively discipling our people?
1: When we work with people in and Vine workshops to evaluate their Sunday gatherings, we normally get them to to actually sit down and listen to them as a team, um, which is an embarrassing and difficult thing to do. (laughs) When you sit and listen to what the whole thing is and just evaluate it. But in particular, evaluate it in terms of how is it achieving the various things that the Sunday gathering is meant to achieve? Mm -hmm. That is, is it engaging the newcomer and outsider with the gospel and, and welcoming and drawing them into that gathering? Is it saying something for the new Christian that encourages and warms them? Is it addressing the more established Christian to push them further? And is it stretching is it stretching the established Christian? Mm. And is it training the whole congregation to be ministers themselves, mm. how mm. to read the Bible and how to take it further? And you can you can look at each aspect. You can look at the, the various aspects of a Sunday gathering uh, and evaluate it in those different categories. So how effectively did we do those, each of those things? Um, and in one sense, um, as in any kind of evaluation exercise, um, it's an art, not a science. Like it's very hard to give those things a mark out of 10, but you can, you
0: can give them an arbitrary mark out of 10 if you want, and you can certainly tell when things are working or not working. Mm. Um, but, it, and- but it's the exercise as well. Actually stopping, going back and uh, listening, we, we spoke to Simon Manchester uh, he's just written a sort of a grumpy article. You probably read it just on on Sunday gatherings, and uh, it was really useful. Like uh, you can clearly see over the course of years of ministry, he's constantly you know listening, tweaking, providing feedback to people. You know, it it's a it's a regular activity, so that he's created this culture of you know. I don't want to use the word excellence, but it, but he's, he is looking for effectiveness. He is looking for um, you know purposefulness in the gathering. And asking the hard question: Is this, you know, purposeful? Now, I don't, you know, I don't think I agree with every, everything. You know, like a, a kid's dog has to do this, this, and puppets. You know, you can't have puppets. I'm thinking, okay, oh, puppets are quite a good teaching thing. And I think it's good to use them. Um, but, uh, but he's he's intentional, he's purposeful, and he and he knows he's got a bit of clarity about what he's seeking to achieve, which is really helpful.
1: It is. I think the same is true with prayer, Scott. I mm. think um, mm. we can easily say. So we've been talking about the word and how the word has its way in our, say, our mm. congregational gatherings, our preachings life, and our effective... our So examining our word ministry and asking, are we actually... Do we have a thriving word ministry and are we creating lots of contexts in which the word can do its its thing? But I think we also have to really deliberately pause and think about prayer. If, if apostolic ministry is word and prayer, mm. I think prayer, it's always our afterthought, isn't it? And it certainly is with me. and I don't know if it's just I'm sinful or I'm a Western person, I don't know. But mm. it's funny how prayer is we don't devote ourselves to prayer in the, in the way that we devote ourselves to the word in my experience. And I think very often that's a real area to stop and evaluate and think about together and take take action on together. It could well be that if things aren't going so well and aren't working so well in that sense, we, it might be just that we're we're not falling on our knees before our father and begging him to work through the word and and we're not, Receiving because we're not asking, as it says in James.
0: Yeah, uh, Tom Rayner's book, uh, You Know Who who Changed My Pulpit, that's where he starts in the change process. Stop and pray. And I, um, you know, he's a lovely Christian bloke, but you know, it's very you know the, very much the research very much the quantitative let's get the quantitative analysis but it's usually that he, that's where he starts yeah. actually we've got to stop and pray this is a, well, this is a spiritual thing that we're doing here it's not mm. it's not Cotter's just apply Cotter's eight change management steps and everything will work no. no actually if we believe that the word is powerful if we believe that you know God needs to change hearts that everyone is totally depraved and, and needs a spirit work then then we ought to be praying that ought to be our practice so Tony what's your one thing? Uh, when it comes to ministry not working. Are you really
1: deep in the word enough? Are you devoted to prayer as you should? And as, and on top of those things, are you getting
0: the help from other people that you need to grow as a leader? So let me open up the toolbox. Tony's already mentioned the Reach Australia Leadership Development Program. Uh, I, I, of course, I'm going to rave about that. It's a great program. If you're... Looking for some uh, assistance and outside help. The Reach Australia two year leadership development program helps you look into how your church is going via a full church health consultation. Provides you with two years of coaching to actually walk alongside you to help you implement some of that change. And then finally helps you grow in your competency in your leadership development via three leadership development intensives. And that all takes place with a cohort of peers so that you can reflect uh, personally, reflect as your church, and then reflect with a bunch of views as well. So check out the Reach Australia Leadership Development Program. We'll put a link in the show notes to Tony's article. Well, if you've liked what you've heard today, then we would love it if you could share today's episode. I reckon it's been a really uh, important episode to, uh, to think into. So share it with someone. Hopefully it'll be encouraging and move them towards making that step to jump into a leadership development program. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.